Welcome to the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Where everything is 99% nerd and 1% everything else. I'm your host, Dakota. I'm your host, Destiny. Hello, and welcome back to the Nerd Hour. The Broadcast Nerd Hour. Yeah. That's all you have to say. I don't know how I feel about your intro. Oh, whatever. You're (laughs) one to judge with your cheesy intro. Well, I just like to give you just as much hard time about it as you give me about mine. So, tonight's or today's episode is going to be about Rick and Morty. But we did want to put just a little disclaimer at the front. We have been doing episodes every week on house of the dragon but due to the nature of episode four with house of the dragon dakota and i talked and we just didn't feel comfortable doing an episode and so we'll pick up again next week with episode five and throw in a few things from episode four but if you watch house of dragon you know what we're talking about and we just felt it was best to for us to keep our our family-friendly censorship rating. Yeah. We definitely, we couldn't address 90% of what happened in this episode. So that leaves the 10% of the politics that was there that we can also discuss into next week's episode. So yeah, anybody who watched it would know our views on the politics side of it. Absolutely. So... Let's talk about episode two of Rick and Morty. So we have Roy back. Oh my gosh, I know. I am so excited about Roy. When I saw that it was about Blitz and Chips and Roy, I was just super excited. We got our we we got our diehard episode from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Which I mean it just this episode was hilarious. It was so funny. But we got some cool takeaways from it. So, so to break this episode down, we are back at Blitz and Chips, but apparently Roy, uh, I'm sorry, apparently Morty was in the Roy game and the power went out and shut the game down. So he was then, he, his mind was trapped inside the game. So Rick goes in and is trying to convince everybody as Roy that that all these people are are one small fraction of Morty's personality split into all the citizens of the world in this game. And it's just so funny. So a war breaks out in the game between all the Mortys because some of them wanna, are siding with Roy slash Rick and some of them are not. It's just it's so funny. Anyways, in the in the B plot of this show, we also have Summer doing Do, her die doing hard. Doing die hard. Yeah, doing die hard. The and last few seasons, we've really seen Summer kind of just 
I I would almost describe her as an assassin for hire because she just does whatever Rick tells her to. And she doesn't necessarily need help doing it. Like Combrobulus Michael? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what she reminds me of. Like, but he just less friendly? Yeah. Because that's the most friendly assassin ever? Yeah, exactly. Oh boy, here I go killing again. <laughs> right. It, I like how she had no knowledge of Die Hard at all. And the guy left his book that he wrote because he's apparently a huge Die her fan and he wrote a book about the different ways it could go mm-hmm. so he's essentially a prehistoric YouTuber or podcaster is he? I mean I get. I mean he wrote a book about a fan theory that about is true. a movie that's already been established that is true so he, he would be us I just don't get the appeal of Die Hard. I've never seen it, but, like, so many shows make fun of it. It's a Christmas movie. I've never seen it. <laughs> but I know that's one of the things, That's like, going to start a whole debate in itself. That's one of the things is that it's a Christmas movie. I can think of three different things that talk about Die Hard, like, two shows in a movie that bring up Die Hard. I think it's as much of a Christmas movie as Harry Potter's A Christmas Movie. Harry Potter is not a Christmas movie. But there's a there's a big following of people that do think it's a Christmas movie because it movie wise they generally always celebrate Christmas in all but the, like the last two movies. Well, no, they celebrate it in the last movie because remember it was like it was him and Hermione. Yeah. Yep, in part one. And then Ron rejoins them on Christmas Day. Yeah. So, yeah, so, it, so it'd be Order of the Phoenix and God of the Fire then. Because it's two movies that they don't celebrate Christmas in the actual movie. Yeah, that's true. So I think it's Order of the Phoenix and God of the Fire. That sounds right. But anyways, off topic. They, uh, I, this episode was great. So one thing we have for speculation to kind of go off of is our... Is all of Morty back? Well, clearly it's not because no. Rick said as much himself. And he's keeping the game alive for the last, for the one, the female Morty that was still alive. I can't remember what she called herself. We see, we see Morty be like overly kind to Rick at the end. I would say overly obedient. Yeah, so we kind. definitely have lost the like questioning maybe everything you say and do is an okay part of, of Morty, which makes me think and I said this like as soon as it was over, what if he didn't put the parts back in Morty that was evil Morty? Well, and it's one of those he may have been working with an empty basket at this point because not only did we have the war in the game, but we had the we had people that died and like the one girl said her daughter they're not even sure if those parts of Morty count because it's descendants of other more parts of Morty. So it it's weird. It's it's weird. And I just think, but, I think it's cool, like, the possibilities that come from this episode. What what if we finally, what if we finally see Rick renew his, well, I guess the Citadel's not there, so he can't, I was going to say, I wonder if we're going to finally get to see Rick redeem his free Morty coupon that oh, he got yeah. in, like, season one, but, but the Citadel's not there anymore, no. so he can't really do that. No. I... 
I hope we see something later this season with the Roy game. I'm also curious, and we already kind of talked about this, will this episode make the Roy Funko Pop go up in value? I hope so. For all you fake fans out there, Rick and Morty have really awesome Funko Pops. And the most valuable one is the Roy Funko Pop. And I was able to snag it a couple years ago for a pretty, like, at the time, it was going for like $250, $300, and I definitely did not pay that. Yeah. And so, when we started downsizing some of our collections, Dakota downsized his Rick and Morty Funko Pops because we've kind of gotten into more... Figures uh, and... Yeah, collectibles that aren't just Funko Pops. Yeah. And he started selling some of them off, but... Like, the Roy value has been down, so he's been kind of holding off on It's still averaging it. about, about 70 to 120, depending on which convention it is, because there's three convention models for them. For Roy? Yes. There's only one. You remember they did the re-release for them? No. Yes, because there's a convention one. I didn't know that. Yeah, because that's when I listed it for sale. I had to go through and decipher which which convention one he was. But I I kind of think I kind of think that we could definitely see a maybe this could be like the lead to like an evil Morty. Maybe this is like where we get an evil Morty from. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Maybe. So I think we should close this one out and yeah. we'll see you for on Thursday for our finale of the Spider-Man saga. Yes, what are our final thoughts on the final movie? Well, I hope everybody has a great week and we will catch you next time. All right, bye y'all. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Please like, follow, and share wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to leave us a review and check us out on TikTok at the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Peace out, nerds.